Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. This week, whilst Key sent Mark to the van with Mrs. Presley Bismuth, I'm joined by We're Listening royalty, Steve Newton and John Beale, where together we'll be serving up a conversation platter followed by a tangent log for dessert. Uh, if you haven't, yet, <laughs> if you haven't guessed already... This week, we'll be talking about all things Christmas, from our own traditions to Frasier favourites. Boys, welcome. John, I'll start with you. How are you? Uh, pretty good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Steve, how are you? Well, what an introduction that was. Sorry, I didn't mean to actually laugh at that. It was going on and I was thinking this is getting better and better. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I, mean, it's, it's I only wrote that back. about five minutes ago, but it's not It's not too bad. Um, I guess let's open it up. How Christmassy are you boys feeling? And a question I always think every year, has that lessened as you've got older? How Christmassy are we? I'd definitely go with it's got less as I get older. I think I'm the oldest of the three of us. And uh, as I approach 40 in the next couple of years, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Proper adult time now. Um, Yeah, I mean, Christmas, yeah, I'm slipping away from it being for kids and the gifts and stuff. I still want to give gifts and receive gifts, and and it's a good tradition. But, yeah, I'm not so worried about the gifts I receive. I'm more thinking about spending time with family and enjoying that. So I think it's changed as I got older, definitely. Yeah, yeah. John, what about you? I mean, obviously, as a kid, you're very, very much into Christmas. But I think that uh, as a teenager, it sort of lessened for a while. And then suddenly this year, I have like more zeal for Christmas than I have for the last several years. So I'm actually kind of excited about it. I I actually put an effort about decorating and so forth like that. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, I I think I've got a bit more of a zeal this year. I definitely agree that as I as I got older, like you kind of, it's a bit like the, the quote from the office about like you know I wish there was a way to know you're in the golden years before you've actually left them. Like Christmas, it's kind of like I'm always chasing the feeling of being Christmassy, and I'm like, oh maybe if I watch this film on this weekend, like I watched them up its Christmas Carol recently on the yeah, afternoon where it snowed here. Um, yeah, you know, and it's probably we're probably not going to get much more snow this season. I mean, I don't know what the forecast is, the outlook, but I was like, this can't get any more Christmassy, and I did feel it, but like. I feel like I have to go to great pains to, to feel Christmassy. Um, I wonder if, like, maybe that's what Martin does to some extent with how lavishly he decorates 1901. Do you think there's some element of maybe he's just chasing the magic and hoping that the more of the top he is, the less likely it will be to kind of fizzle out? I don't know if that's a fair, fair thing to say. Well, remember his little monologue about how um, <clears throat> Christmas is the one time of year where he gets to have things the way that he likes them. Mm. He's definitely a child at heart, isn't he? He's, he's very still invested in how he treated the kids or, or the boys when they were children, you know, <laughs> dressing them in jumpers, matching jumpers, putting them on the front of the old packet, for example. Yeah, but, um, yeah, he still absolutely adores Christmas and that festive season, which is, is lovely to see. And, you know, he tries to bring it alive in his way, doesn't he? So He does. I mean, we, obviously, decorations we're going to get to in a little minute. I'm going to ask you about, you know, your decorating traditions, but... I've brought this up on the podcast before. Frasier and the chili lights. Where have we talked about? Did we talk about this on the Halloween episode? I can't remember if we, I don't know why we would have, but I don't know if I'd have brought chili lights up then. What's the deal with the chili lights, gents? Will they first over there, John? Do do we, do we like them at all? I mean, what's the deal? I'm not a fan. I don't think that I would do it unless I had, you know, radishes and broccoli and so forth to complete the look. (laughs) Get a bit of a stir-fry Christmas on the go. I mean, John, a lot of chilies big in the 90s. Have you seen chili lights anywhere in your time in America other than on that one episode? 
so I, I've asked some people and they've said that, yes, they remember them being fashionable, like for wow. a year or two, but I do not remember that. I mean, I, I wasn't, I don't know, aware of it or whatever. It was a little early in the nineties for me. Yeah. I mean, beyond the fact that they're red, I'm struggling to, to make the connection in my head. Like you know. it's along the lines of Kenny's Christmas in Mexico. <laughs> they're, they're green and red. So therefore it works. And the, the color fits in. That is actually a very good point. You know, chilies are green and red. They do pretty much run those colors. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I mean, speaking of chilies, of yule logs, of tangent logs, of Hungarian gooses, I want, uh, before we get into like the nitty gritty of, of Christmas Fraser reps, I want to know what a typical meal looks like for the two of you so steve if i can get the british perspective talk me well, through your, your christmas day dinner you know what until about five years ago it was pretty basic we'd probably go to my parents house and actually have you know the traditional roast turkey dinner mm-hmm. um but now wouldn't it being in my house my mom and dad, we've completely changed and this is a bit of a niles and fraser we've changed it from all going to my parents house to with me having dogs permanently all the time and, and multiple dogs, we don't very often go to someone else's house because it's getting a dog sitter and, and getting people to look after dogs on Christmas Day is never going to work. My parents now come to my house mm. and my sister and her children stay at her house and they oh. have my mum and dad over for Boxing Day. So we do share mum and dad, much like Niles <laughs> and Frasier try to do. Um, See, that's the dream. <laughs> yeah so uh, but, but dinner wise um until this year which i haven't actually managed to obtain any recently we've had um we've had partridge as a starter mm. and uh, that, that's become a tradition in my my life i say my family my household so my mom and dad are expecting that i haven't got any partridge this year yet so oh, uh, no. <laughs> um, are you, you going to go out and source it yourself as it well were? That, that's how it's been the last few years that i've actually been out and uh yeah sorry to bring up the topic i've uh, i've been out and hunted my own partridge but mm-hmm. um yeah this year i haven't been shooting so uh I uh, don't know where I'm going to source a partridge from for Christmas Day yeah. yet. <laughs> I've never tried a partridge, but I'd love to. John, is that a meat you've ever tried over in the States? I don't think I've tried partridge, no. Um, I've had quail once. I guess that's pretty similar. Is it, Steve? Uh, I've not tried quail. so uh, mm, okay. I imagine they're both kind of Would it be in a game meat? meat? Yeah, yeah. probably, probably yeah. very common. Kind of similar. So what about you, John? Talk us through a, a Beale family Christmas dinner. Well, I've never hosted. Um, I don't have that. I'd like to get to that point where people come to, to us, but usually uh, it would be, you know, my, my parents or it'll be going to one of my brother's house. Um, and uh, <clears throat> usually it's, it's Turkey or ham. Um, and usually it's a very large spread of different foods and um, <clears throat> no uh, Thanksgiving tortellini or Christmas tortellini though. <laughs> That still sounds pretty delicious. I mean, mine's pretty standard fare, to be honest. There's nothing, no, no fancy partridge, no tortellini. So not a lot to report on my end. But um, yeah, no, I would, I'd love to try Hungarian goose. Um, I'd love to know how it differs from from other other nations' geese. Um, do we think the hung, Hungarians produce a particularly fine goose? Is that what we're meant to infer? I'd imagine well, I think migrate anyway, don't they? Do they stay in Hungary or do they end up over here? <laughs> I think aren't they very large. It's like a very large goose, right? Mm. Oh, so is that what he's referring to? Like the the kind of the, the, the specifics of a Hungarian goose is that they're they're pretty sizable birds. Yeah, I think it's a, a particular breed of goose. Like a, it's not a white goose or something. It's like a grey goose of some sort, not to be confused with the vodka. Um, no. <laughs> 
So I, I, I guess it would be like the opposite of a Cornish game hen. Be that that's like a really, really small bird, right? Yeah, and he he makes that, doesn't he? Um, the, yeah, with the, the the kind of multiple bird thing. And Daphne does dinner. Daphne does dinner. Yeah, with the the pomegranate honey sauce, etc. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've heard of um a YouTube channel called Binging with Babish. Either oh yeah, yeah, John, you're familiar with it. Steve, do you know it? I think I've heard of it. I think I've heard you talk about it, actually. He's a really famous kind of chef on YouTube. He makes foods from film and TV, and he, he loves Frasier and has a Frasier tattoo on his arm, um, and he makes the that dinner from Daphne Does Dinner. But when oh, I say wow. he makes it, like, it's, you know, like, gourmet level, like, better than Frasier cooks it. Um, better it's than actually, Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> maybe. He's not, just, he's not just phoning it in. Um, but yeah, Agent. obviously... I, I can see some of the decorations behind both of you. How early in the year do you uh, do you decorate your houses, get the tree up, that sort of thing? Go on, John. Okay, or so probably more interesting. We, no, we, we we had this conversation uh, recently. Steve and I did. He has to wait for December first for Christmas season to begin. I whereas, mean, prob- probably with you, Steve, in terms of decorating, in terms of decorating. Whereas over here, we've got Thanksgiving just a few days before December first, and the day after Thanksgiving is kind of like the unofficial start of the, of the Christmas season. You know, you've got parades happening and this usually the last uh, float in the parade is Santa Claus coming in. Cause it's like sort of ushering in the new season for Christmas. So, I mean, things start a few days earlier here. I mean, stores start decorating for Christmas, like right after Halloween, which is crazy to me, but um, but as far as like myself is concerned, I would say it, it's after Thanksgiving because I really like Thanksgiving as a holiday and I, I like like celebrating it and giving it its due and having decorations that are like harvest themed and then, you know, out with that and now it's Christmas and then you go into that full heartedly. Mm. Yeah, I, I really wish we had a kind of Thanksgiving type thing. We obviously have the harvest season and stuff, but it, it's certainly nowhere near comparable in terms of you know family gatherings and stuff but steve what about you what what date on the calendar is that tree going up i don't particularly like it up on the first of december the other half does because she likes getting the advent calendar out and we don't buy one in she's actually got a um sort of it's like a stitched one that she's had since she was a child oh yeah I and, like um yeah, yeah you can still put chocolate in but every day you can pull out another thing they actually velcro so you make a scene at the top by velcroing the the pieces that come out and obviously the last one's the christmas tree and then santa so she wants to get that out on the first of december because obviously it's advent but um yeah. For me, I'm not too bothered that early on. I'd, I'd rather wait until sort of mid-December. But um, as, you, as you can see on the Zoom call here, and by the way, I'm in my gift wrapping room as I'm holding up. Look, there it is. Nice. Buy those, buy those gift from wrap Ross, all over the spare bed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, as you've probably seen on my my personal Facebook, I've been watching Christmas movies since December the 1st, and that's kind of yeah. like the tradition. You know, every night, pick a... I don't even care how rubbish it is. Stick a Christmas movie on. We'll sit through it. We'll get through it, and we'll just it. You know, it gets you in that festive mood, doesn't it? So it does. But yeah, the, the decorations are well up now. Every, everything's going. <clears throat> we're, we're ready. So the best Beautiful. part is the Fraser memes that come out of it, though. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. I'm starting to run low. I've got to have a bit of a think, I think, on what I'm going to put up next. Honestly, inspiration <laughs> has certainly struck you lately, Steve. There's been a, there's been a surfeit of memes coming out from your end. Um, I am going to ask you, you about your favourite individual Christmas films a little bit later on, because I want us to uh, to get to Frasier. Um, just one quick question. Do either of you use the, the Christmas tree as an indicator of the last time you had sexual intercourse like Frasier <laughs> like does? I do remember the tree was still up. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for clearing that up. 
Um, Steve, I could hand over to you now. You've got the results of the Fraser Fan Club recent vote on the favourite Christmas episode. Do you want to talk us through some observations from that? Well, do you know what? I mean, when I put the poll up, I, I kind of guessed which one would be very popular. And I, I mean, yeah. do either of you two, I mean, without even looking, do either of you two want to take a guess at what you think would be the most popular Christmas I, episode? I have an idea of what I thought was going to be number one. Then I forgot how much people love this other one. Like for me, number one, it's not my number one, but I think in general, me, most people pick Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. But right. then I realised High Holidays is extremely popular. Um, so my answer for like what is the best, quote unquote, is probably... Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz, but John, observations? So I've sort of made myself think about my opinions on these different episodes. I think High Holidays is kind of overrated. That's, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree. I don't um, want to get controversial, <laughs> but I'm with you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little, I, I, I'm not surprised that Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz uh, tends to score very highly in polls. I was a little bit surprised that the results of this particular poll, but I think there are better episodes. Um, the certain things that I, I find distasteful about certain Christmas episodes, I just think that some of the lesser represented ones are actually better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I before we get yeah, kind of talk about each one individually in the resorts, I'm with you on high holidays. I just there's something a little bit gimmicky about it. I don't know if that's the right word, but um I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um I've never really kind of loved stoner comedies in general, which is obviously what yeah. this episode is kind of riffing off. Um, it's certainly funny and like you know I'd put this on in a heartbeat and in the UK it's probably not as well known because it never gets aired as Steve Steve knows um, yes. but yeah I just Merry Christmas Mrs. Moskowitz I guess has the, the kind of farce elements that we, we know and love and um, feels a little bit more typically Frasiery um, not like it's kind of jumping the, the shark at all in terms of like drug use but i don't know steve what were you gonna talking say talking of the um you say about the farcical element of merry christmas mrs moskowitz hmm. do you know who wrote it well i would guess keenan but i imagine it's not it's not no <laughs> i can't remember the guy's name actually i feel really bad that i didn't write that down i thought it was joe keenan it has Keenan's... so many elements of what yeah. he would put into it and uh, I was actually quite surprised, but also quite happy that it was someone different and thought, oh, we've got another writer here that's obviously we knew the quality of the writers then. But, yeah, I, I was still pleased to see that it wasn't Joe Keenan in a way. Mm, uh, wasn't yeah. But um, going to the votes, yeah. High Holidays did come out number one. Really? With 45 I'm not, I'm of the not surprised. Wow. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a little bit, little bit disappointed. Um, but, yeah, yeah not 45%. surprised. 45%. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz was second with 32%. Mm. Then it drops way down. Perspective on Christmas, 9% of the votes. Wow. Fraser wow. Grinch, 5%. <laughs> Miracle <laughs> on third or fourth, 3%. And the last three, Fight Before Christmas, We Two Kings and Merry Christmas, barely got a percent of the votes really i mean i i, I imagine steve because you've looked at the votes you will know which one i voted for john do you know which one i voted for out of chance no i, I didn't see okay then i've just i just want i want you to just take a guess like there's no you know i'm not trying to put you on the spot here because i just there's no there's nothing to go off about what my favorite one might be um but i watched this recently um showed charlie actually for the first time she's not seen many christmas fraser apps, so she she liked it what do you think my my favorite christmas app is if you were to pick? Well, I think Perspectives on Christmas is probably the most cleverly written one. Mm. So, 
maybe that. Steve, did you see which one I voted for? Do you know what? I didn't. There was okay. 542 you, uh, votes. You take, your, you take your guess and then I'll... Uh, well, I'll I would have gone for the same one as John's just picked, but now he's gone for that. I feel like I should go for something else. <laughs> but what would you go for? You could share the glory, though, if he's correct. <laughs> or I could be right in thinking it's something way further down that list and maybe it's a fight before Christmas. I'm afraid to say it's neither of those boys. Ooh, it is. It's we. It's we two kings. Um, ah, okay. I don't know what it is about we two kings. I don't know if it's the model village, the the kind of just the fact that like they actually come up with a really nice idea in the end, and like this, it's kind of heartwarming them kind of going to the to the, the kind of building at the end. But yeah, I can't. I just can't put my finger on it. I just love that episode. Um, I do really love Miracle on on Third or Fourth Street. Um, yeah, which me and Key kind of sang the praises of when we reviewed it way about when. Um, I think, as you were saying, John, it's just something about the understated ones, like and this miracle on Third or Fourth Street is very much understated. And the use of the diner, I'm a sucker for that kind of Americana vibe, and you know. But yeah, let's let's hear about you two and your favourites and, and why. Well, We Two Kings does have one of the most iconic lines in all of Fraserdom, which is Copernicus called. You're not the center of the universe. Absolutely <laughs> classic. I forget that's in that one. And also, um, oh no, I'm thinking, I also watched The Gift Horse recently and I was about to conflate the two episodes, so ignore me. Um, oh, but... Potato Gate all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's hear your, your faves. Well, those two episodes actually are kind of similar in a way because they're both feature uh, Fraser and Niles competing for uh, like who can bribe Marty. Right, that's probably yeah, why it's, it's, it's come back to me. Yeah, I was thinking of the whole "it's just so egregious" moment. Um, but yeah, <laughs> obviously, definitely, um, definitely gift tours. But yeah, you're right. Like it is, in many ways, a kind of semi-sibling rivalry episode um, because they don't fully erupt and and you know go crazy on each other. They they eventually come together pretty you know pretty early on in the app. But that's definitely like an element to it, and I think maybe that's why it's funny that. You know, I didn't comment on your model village because it's so poorly laid out. Like, just that line floors <laughs> me every time. Um, do you want to see smoke waft from the cobbler's chimney? Um, but yeah, favorite eps, either of you, Steve? Mine's uh, without a doubt, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. I mean, okay. I'm laughing out loud to nearly every line. I don't think I actually sit still watching the whole episode. Yeah. Um, in fact, I watched it because uh, now Channel 4's obviously put it on the all four which a lot of UK viewers will be happy that they actually put High Holidays on there as well, which yes. is something that you can't Ooh. see without a DVD. So it is being broadcast. Obviously, it's controlled because it's not on at nine o'clock in the morning. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've watched them all in the evenings, basically going to bed and uh, Merry, Miss, uh, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. I was laughing out loud and annoying the other half, whereas the others, yeah, there was still laughter, but um, yeah, not to the same standard. So, I mean, 100%, that is my favourite. And- I can just, I can still see just David Hyde Pierce, the way he throws his arms back when he like, comes to a dead stop in, in the living room and he's seen, like, Jesus! Um, John, John what, what about you, favourites and why? So, I reviewed each one of the episodes uh, in the last 24 hours just to be fresh on them. Mm. And I was trying to watch basically with fresh eyes and uh, Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street. As I watched that, I was thinking, ooh, this is going to be hard to beat, you know. But I found myself in the end sort of debating between perspectives on christmas and we two kings and i was actually going to say we two kings but now you've picked that one no so... way i love that though i love <laughs> that you're gonna pick that because i mean there are eight to pick from so it's a nice nice coincidence 
Well, the Yule, the Yule tones are the bad boys of Renaissance <laughs> Christmas music. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Kiss, kiss the wassail ball goodbye. Wassail. Oh. <laughs> oh, Steve. Oh, we cut out. Lost him. I think he's. I think he's made Christmas punch. <laughs> he's going to slap the book down. But I think we might have a uh, temporarily lost Steve. But yeah, tell us about why it came down to those two episodes, John. I think it's the writing. I like what they've done with it. Um, I like that that uh, it doesn't have sort of the standard happy ending sort of type. Um, there's a little bit of additional uh, wrinkle to it. Um, I like that that uh, the end of We Two Kings that they don't really end up. I mean, they end up coming together, but the Christmas presents are locked away, you know, and they can't get to them. So uh, I just I think that's a that's a nice way to to end the episode and uh not to i guess i just spoiled it if oh no 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 by all means by all means um and yeah um, like the, the nice post creds of them actually in the lobby opening them as well it's like it's nice it's good use of the post credit i guess do we have I'm more amazed you actually watched them will say <laughs> so that again i said i'm more amazed you actually watched the post <laughs> well i love the episode like that I, I will give it a watch um well, sorry to say Steve, we lost you a minute ago and i think you yeah no sorry christmas punch and then... it, did, it did come up with internet unstable which i have no idea why i've never had that issue so i do apologize no, don't my, worry uh, all, a christmas punch was cut no, short nice to have you back <laughs> um i mean one thing i was reflecting on with merry christmas Mr. moskowitz and i think this is very much like a, a kind of curmudgeonly point from me is that like i love frazier because it's so kind of very often understated and quiet and mellow as a show um and like there's a lot of shouting in merry christmas mrs moskowitz particularly like when faye and her mom lose at each other and then fraser and martin lose each other and i don't know i just i don't love when when there's a lot of shouting going on in an episode like i prefer like miracle on third or fourth street is a christmas episode which is really like you could put that on late at night and just have the nicest sleep in the world after watching that episode but Mm -hmm. i don't know if anyone had kind of chimed with that observation at all or is that just me I in my notes that I took on this this uh, watch through, I wrote for Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moscow's my last note is hilariously funny, but the argument at the end is sort of uncomfortable. Mm. And do you mean between Faye and her mom, Martin and Fraser, or both? Or well, I suppose I mean both, but I, I specifically meant uh, Fraser and Martin because that one yeah. seems to I don't know just really dig, and you just used to those characters and you want them to get along. Yeah, yeah, no, kind of find it. A little bit upsetting anytime anyone argues with Mark, if I'm honest. Mm. I mean, there's this one, there's the one in uh, what's the fight he has with Nas in Room Full of Heroes, and there's also the time that him and uh, Roz are trying to pick the name of the dog, and she sort of has an upset moment. I think, why is anyone arguing with Martin? He's the most lovable person ever. And I think yeah. every time someone has a bad word with Martin, I think, oh, just it makes me feel uncomfortable why anyone would shout at Martin when he's kind yeah. of only got the good coming out. Do you know what I mean? He's only ever trying to do his best for people. Yeah, it's always an uncomfortable moment if someone's shouting at Martin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like fresh in my head is um, our father whose art ain't heaven, which Key and I are going to be reviewing next, I think. And you know, that's got a really prominent Fraser Martin argument, which Niles kind of gets wrapped up in because no one wants to come to his party, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the two of them are really kind of losing it at that point. And, you know, it, it, is, it is slightly uncomfortable. And that's a good word, John. Um, 
but yeah, so just just some observations, I guess, about about Merry Christmas, Mr. Muscarids. But in terms of like set design, do you have a favorite location on Fraser at Christmas? I've got one here, but I don't want to kind of say just yet. Um, but do you have like a favorite space that they're in, which is like when it's decorated and makes you feel that particular kind of Fraser Christmas vibe, if if that's a thing? I'd jump in there with We Two Kings. The mm. Copernicus line is set in uh, Nervosa, isn't it? And Nervosa is looking absolutely stunning at that oh, point. Beautifully decorated, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best time I've seen Nervosa decorated, definitely. And it's definitely the most sort of, as, as Will always says on the podcast and, and, and outside of the podcast, being in somewhere like that when it's cold or snowy or raining outside and that Christmas vibe inside oh, and smell of the coffee and people reading the books up in the background. It's too it's much. Christmas setting, isn't it? It's oh, just... give, me, give me that window seat and a book yeah. and some rain or snow with that tree up and I'm just not it's leaving definitely. there. You know, just snow me in. And what about you, John? You, you charming with that? I'm going to go for the toy store in Fraser Grinch. Oh, great pick. Great pick. Why have you picked that? Uh, it just seemed like it's so much fun. I really like that helmet thing that Niles puts on. Let's yeah. see if it protects your head. What's it doing now? <laughs> What's it doing now? With any luck, the kind of genie loser will be operating in your prostate someday. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was I was in London actually recently, and I was in um kind of a shop that's kind of equivalent to that, and it kind of reminds me of um what's the Mr. Is it Mr. Duncan's toy chest from Home Alone Two? Yeah um like it kind of gave me that same vibe and i just love being in that kind of department store toy shop vibe around christmas like same kind of goes to the diner for me even though it's not particularly festive um there's just something about that space that feels kind of you know cozy in, in its own way on miracle of third or fourth street fraser's going kind to of mm. be in blue jeans and a sweater and stuff you know he's really slumming it in, in terms of like his his usual standards so there's a coziness there but yeah Steve, I literally asked that question off the back of Nervosa being my pick. And mm. We Two Kings, we kind of treated to a real segment of it because like when Roz and Daphne are having coffee as well and yeah. the, the Santa comes in, um, Rick, like we're just seeing like so much more of that space at Christmas than we than we ever normally see. Um, On that point, when you mentioned Rick, I mean, does anyone actually actually <laughs> think that his laugh is that bad? Does that make him undateable? Because I don't find it that irritating. Roz think... really bothers me in this scene because yeah. this guy is like super successful, a handsome guy and very, very into her. Um, you know, he wants to have schnapps on their break. I mean, come on, Roz, read between the lines here. Um, yeah, I, I could be wrong with that comment, but I'm pretty sure Dean Kane did play Superman at one point. Did he not? Really? I'm sure it was Dean Kane. He does. He does have that vibe. He looks like he could have. Um, I'm going to have to look it up quickly. Will you chat, chat? But yeah, please do. But yeah, what do you make of Rick, John? I like when when Roz is getting competitive with the other elf at the the mall toy drive. Yeah, and because uh, uh, what's his uh, what's her name? Twinkle. Twinkle. Like, oh, okay, Twinkle, you go. Oh no, is that a zit? <laughs> is that a zit? Yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, he, he did play Superman in Lois and Clark between 1993 and 97. He was actually the current Superman around that time. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> so is yeah, it... she walked away from Superman in this one. <laughs> Wonder Woman walking away from Superman. Just what's that about? But yeah, um, we should ask just a quick, what's that port like, Steve, that you're sipping there? Very nice, very nice. It's a uh, fine ruby from Coburn. So, oh. yeah. 
As it's someone who knows it. nothing about Paul, that sounds impressive as hell to me. I couldn't uh, I couldn't play the game I, I suggested about drinking every time we uh, <laughs> played the word Christmas because I think I'd have gone through the bottle by now. I've already drank my glass of wine. so um, I mean, that was uh, a large glass. There's not a huge amount left. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to join in that game, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got some other kind of non-Fraser related things that I wanted to kind of ask, you know, uh, in this episode. But you two have made some notes and stuff. And I kind of want to just defer to the two of you with any things you wanted to kind of bring up or talk about um because you know by all means this is as much your episode as it is mine so any kind of fraser christmasy things you wanted to uh I, I do have a question for both of you actually um and and it'll be interesting for you will it'll be interesting from from john's point of view as well because he may or may not have had a traditional english christmas pudding but daphne mentions plum duff she's going to see uh, Joe with a Grammy Moon's plum duff, which is obviously a Victorian type of Christmas pudding. Will, have you ever had plum duff? Is plum duff the same as uh, like the Christmas pudding with the brandy on it? And it's apparently a different version. It's a variant. So I, I don't. Th- th- I, I don't believe I've ever had it. So I, I have a feeling nice. plum duff in some way is like has like a a wrapper around it, um, and it's like boiled or something. No, Daphne has got it wrapped up. So maybe, definitely, maybe, definitely maybe I'm conflating something. those two things then. But as far as I'm aware, I haven't had plum duff. Um, though I have had Christmas pudding. Where do you stand on Christmas pudding? And John, is this even a thing in America? That's no. What I was <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're not missing out on anything, in my opinion. Um, it is absolutely rancid. But, um, you know, some people love it, Steve. Do you love I, it? I am a big fan of uh, the rancid Christmas pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was perhaps a bit too forthright there. There are plenty of people listening who, who probably like it, but I'll compliment um, my mother across the table. Mother, this is another fine <laughs> rancid Christmas pudding. <laughs> You've out rancid yourself. <laughs> well, what's, what's I'm sure typical, it's no hobo uh, casserole. <laughs> hobo casserole. What's a what's a typical Christmas dessert for you, John? Oh, um, usually it's pies. Oh, I do I a lot of pies. Pie. Yeah, pie. that's the one thing it's... I love about Americans. They love their pie. The yeah. Um, in my house, it's usually, I mean, every year there's got to be apple, pumpkin, and blueberry. Oh, wow. D- at least three different pies. That's killing me. I, I could go for a <laughs> slice of all three right now, honestly. Are, are they your own blueberries, though? Um, in this case, no, but <gasps> it could be. You import <laughs> the blueberries of the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> have you got uh, any anything else on those notes there steve that you wanted to ask us or bring up um one thing actually i will bring up it's, it's only related to daphne actually in uh miracle or third 34th street the actual film was remade in 1994 starring jane leaves is that the one with the oh. tilda uh mara mara Wilson? I, I don't know any i don't know any else who's in it i just know have that you, jane leaves was in it in 1994 have, around... have you have you seen it or i haven't no oh it's so good i had no idea jane leaves was in it i mean i haven't watched it for years but um yeah i think it's richard richard attenborough isn't it as santa and mara Wilson, yeah. matilda as uh as, as the little girl but i mean that's a classic that's a good film weirdly it's not him but in my head the guy the dad looks like rick now I'm just casting Rick in every Christmas film I've ever seen. Well, he would he will have been acting around that time. No, I can I can, I can I can see the guy. I'm, I'm almost certain it's not him, but he has a similar vibe, like that kind of corporate suit with the camel overcoat kind of. You know, he's got the same costume on that Rick's wearing in Nervosa, I think. Um, so it could that's... be Dylan McDermott who I played think... Brian Brian Bedford. 
I am absolutely certain it is Dylan McDermott. Yeah, I remember. I remember and uh, Jane Leaves plays Alberta Leonard in the film. Mm, right, not a, not a super uh, flattering name for old Jane there. Um, but I wonder what she's like in the film. Another Frasier one is Robert Prosky is also in it. Plays Judge Prosky again. T. H. Howen. T. H. Howen, of course. Mm. Of There's course. a couple of connections to that film, which is uh, nice. Ah, lovely stuff. Um, what about you, John, and your kind of note-taking that you showed us? Anything you wanted to kind of bring up or circle around to? Well, I meant to the, ask uh, you, Yeah, have you ever seen 80 Beavers march in perfect rhythm? <laughs> I can't remember the response. It's something about the, 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 the band. The, Steve, can you do it? All I know is that that's good banter. <laughs> that's good banter. <laughs> oh, what, is, is, it, is it like a high school marching band or something? Is yeah, it, it is. Oh, I'd love that, man. That Normally, me and John are quite in sync with quotes, but that one, uh, I'd have known the first bit, not the second bit there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the I believe it's the Riverside High School marching band. There it is. John I goes into so. his memory palace like Sherlock, <laughs> and he just pulls that quote out. That's good banter. Um, I guess, gents, I want to know what your favourite Christmas film is individually. So, Steve, I can come to you. Uh, quite easily, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, straight off the bat, no hesitation. Yeah, yeah there's a man. Can't know, be. Every you know Christmas Eve. Every you know Christmas you're plumbed Eve. up from your turkey platter, so well done. <laughs> John, what about you? I'm going to go traditional, and anybody who doesn't like this, um, I'm sorry, but It's a Wonderful Life. I have oh, to. Love It's a Wonderful Life, and I love Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, I've seen, I've only seen It's a Wonderful Life once, but I've seen Christmas Vacation probably seven eight times steve you'll probably triple that number but yeah i mean it's a lifelong thing for me i think literally as soon as i ever saw it i've watched it every year ever since and it I, again just kills me laughing every single time i think the thing that i always forget is that it's a pg and like there's a lot of very non-pg moments in, the shitter is full is definitely the, not the, pg the shitter is full. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's another swear word i think from from chevy chase chevy chase at one point um and then obviously just the field of innuendo and stuff. But yeah, as a PG well, goes, I felt like I was getting away with something as a kid when I watched Christmas Vacation. What year in the 80s did that movie come out, Steve? Eight, Do you know? 89. 89, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to re remember, when did they create PG-13 as a movie rating? Because it used to be that it was they were both PG. Yeah, oh, we like we never had that here. We've never we, had PG-13. PG-13 was the equivalent to our 12A, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's which right. I think was around about... 2004 or five oh. um so around then so i want to say like early to mid noughties was when that maybe became a thing um i'm not sure but yeah i mean what about it's a wonderful life do you love john other than it being obviously a a canonical classic over there in the US? uh it's i uh, just i don't know everything about it uh I, it's hard for me to pick i just it, it's just an experience it really just brings me back to watching it as a kid hmm I mean, as someone who loves obviously small town America, Bedford Falls is uh, is right up there in my heart. And just something about Jimmy Stewart as well. He's just got such a charisma, I think. Oh yeah. Um, just yeah, absolutely, absolutely love him in that film. Um, I'm trying to think. Do, do anyone in the in in Frasier ever mention what their favorite Christmas films are? Does Frasier ever talk about like? Does it's a Wonderful Life ever get a mention I don't in that? Think they actually mention any Christmas movies. Any kind of well, yeah, like that real world. The only. Pop culture. The only thing I could think of is uh, the one caller um, in Miracle on 34th Street saying that his favorite Christmas music was the, uh, movie was The Sound of Music. Although, yes. is that a Christmas movie? No, no the, it's not um, a Christmas movie, is it? It's also Freddy. No, he's Christmas. just saying it's his, fav 
it's his favorite movie in general, right? Yeah, but he he does say that in a in a Christmas episode, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I think yeah. Frazier says that um, Freddie's favorite movie is Sound of Music, and he goes to see Julie Andrews in Austria for is it in Fraser Grinch, isn't it? It's in the, uh, the the first one. Yeah, that is that's why, why Freddie can't. That's why Freddie can't be there because and he's that, going to Austria a, and well, Disneyland no, it's, it's, and some. It's else. Miracle on Third or Fourth Street because that's okay. why he can't be there. Whereas Fraser Grinch, Freddie yeah, actually sorry. is there. That's Freddie's first appearance. Yeah, probably, yeah, but yeah, so that's, there's, that's there's two Sound of Music references then because that call that John's referencing is a separate separate thing when someone says it's yeah. their is that right a caller says it's their favorite film Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. is yeah but i think it's a callback because it's supposed to be like it makes it makes fraser that much more miserable to be reminded of the fact that freddie is gone and that he has to spend christmas alone and that he doesn't get to decorate the apartment the way that he wants to and that he's got to work you know a kcl and, and so the, forth. That, the other caller has, has a puppy that won't wake up which is that oh. miserable thing I've <laughs> Oh my god, that's so awful. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> Can't believe that's actually put in the show, to be honest. Uh, Absolute misery. It was pretty bleak. <laughs> um, okay, of the three most heinous Christmas decorations of Martin's, the well, and some of Frazier's, I've got the, the dancing Santa, the chili mm. lights, and Rudolph on the front door. Um, you've got to keep one of these for your own house uh, to decorate with. What, which one are you going with? Uh, and you've got a big Christmas party coming up and all of your friends and family are going to come around and see whatever the decoration is. So chili lights, Ru- Rudolph on the door, dancing Santa. Which one are you keeping? Stay I think I'll keep the chili lights. They seem like a conversation piece. Okay. There's going to be loads of them over everything. I mean, chilies galore. That's <laughs> how I'm doing this. Steve, what think, about you? I think personally I'm going to have to keep Rudolph because none of the others had their own song. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, it is that, Rudolph for me. That is a conversation piece. <laughs> um, favorite Christmas song, gents, and this could be a carol, a hymn, or a classic Mariah Carey in a delicious Christmas Santa costume, belting out "All I Want for Christmas Is You." What is your fave? Hit me, Bob Dylan. Must Which be one? Santa. Must be I, Santa. I don't think I even know the Dylan one. How how awful is that? Do you know? Do you know what? I don't even. It's not a particularly brilliant song. I just find it really funny. I don't think I ever listened to it. Is it? Is it, what? Is it like? Is it meant to be tongue in cheek or? Um, well, he sings it in a slightly strange accent. I couldn't even tell you what it's supposed that, to be. Is that it sounds like Dylan. accent. Or yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely. I can't. I don't think it's his voice. It can't mm. be. But other than that, Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. No. Oh. Absolute classic. Absolute classic. Love it. Bruce just has a voice that shouldn't give you Christmas cheer, but then when he turns turns it up a little, you're like, no, Why maybe. you called the boss? Yeah, maybe you could be Santa in another <laughs> life. Uh, what about you, John? Hit me with some of your festive faves on the jukebox. If I choose Oh Holy Night, does that mean I get to do vocal exercises where I slide up the octave while going into a crouching position? Oh. <laughs> See, I'll do it with you, but I'm afraid with the three of us doing it, it might, it might look stupid. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Um, but yeah, is that an actual pick for you, John, or is that just a setup for a joke? <laughs> no, I was just trying to set up the joke. Oh, because I, I do genuinely love Holy Night. <laughs> no, I, 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 do, I, I do like, like that, that song. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Nat, song. Nat King Cole's version goes on every time I put the tree up. So there you go. I, I was thinking about picking um, just a classic is uh, just God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. I just that one always just gets me right. Mm, beautiful. And what about like kind of radio radio hits? You know, the, the oh, uh, Mariah gosh. Carey. Ilk. Actually, most of the contemporary Christmas music really irks me. And I don't want to 
sound too unfestified. Yeah, curmudgeon. I don't want to sound come off as uh, like Chester Ludgate here, but <laughs> typically, typically walking into a store until it's about maybe two weeks before Christmas, I'll wear noise canceling headphones. I'm I'm not joking. Just to really? avoid the contemporary Christmas music. Yep. Oh my god! Well, as a self-avowed like lover of that music, I I do empathize <laughs> that you have to hear it everywhere you go. What about you, Steve? I mean, what, I think well, I mean. Name? Going from those two, I actually really like traditional music. I mean, I was in a brass band when I was a kid and, and hanging around with sort of Salvation Army people playing um, a lot of brass instruments outside shops and stuff on, uh, you know, town squares and stuff like that. I actually really could go back to traditional sort of, not not necessarily choirs, but brass bands playing on, you know, when it's cold outside, everyone's wearing a big coat. Again, you know, if, if it was snowing, perfect. If it was just cold, still perfect. But... Yeah, yeah. There's something about the warmth of brass instruments playing Christmas carols, you know, Victorian style, a bit like, a bit like what Fraser would probably appreciate more than others. Then, um, you know, going against the contemporary stuff, I'd definitely go back to that. Man, I, I'm feeling the Christmas warmth from that anecdote alone. I mean, I've got here one of my favourite Christmas uh, soundtracks. John, this might be more familiar to you. I don't, I don't know if my camera's That's brilliant. This is, um, for the listeners, this is the Charlie Brown Christmas um soundtrack on on a, I don't know if you can see this on green vinyl uh, fr- very Christmassy um I don't know if it's Vince Garaldi I'm not never known quite know how to say his surname but a jazz jazz pianist and um his trio but it is just like gorgeous and sad and kind of like it's got a warmth to it but those kids singing as well there's a real sadness to it that's kind of like I think Christmas can be a pretty sad time of year um you know for a lot of people for different reasons and there's just something about that kind of juxtaposition of warmth and melancholy that i really love um not to mention just the music is is phenomenal and i watched the charlie brown christmas special for the first time last christmas eve um, i had no plans i was in my room on my own um kind of watching it which sounds like it could have been really depressing watching charlie brown on my own on christmas eve but it's actually quite nice um i mean is that something that gets aired kind of every year john over over in america or oh yeah yeah it's it's yeah. like a staple Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think for good reason i absolutely love it um but i mean in terms of in terms of my notes for this episode gents i've, I've pretty much hit my limit so if the two of you've got things that we haven't talked about that you want to bring up this is uh your opportunity to do so anything I've got another to- uh i got another small bit of trivia, actually, about High Holidays. which Keep I didn't, it coming. I, I did not know this. Mm. Do you know what it's named after the episode, High Holidays? High Holidays. I mean, well, not so much named after, but the the message behind that episode name, which I, I did not put two and two together and probably never would. Uh, the only thing I can think of is typically the in, uh, in the Jewish faith, uh, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah are called the High Holidays. Spot but on. I don't know. High Holy Days is Jewish. Wow. I mean, Another, so how many times are they going to mention Jewish things at Christmas in Fraser episodes? You well, you know, Steve, my Freddie wife's being... Jewish, my son's <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> so well, hard. actually, that brings, <laughs> that brings me on to another thing. Apparently in Jewish law, you can't be half Jewish. If really? you're on the mother's side, you are fully Jewish. You are, you can't be half Jewish. So actually, Fraser gets that wrong. Oh, His Lilith, no. Lilith's Jewish, therefore Freddie is Jewish, not half Jewish at all. 
Oh, that makes but, sense, I guess, because for me, Freddie makes his bar mitzvah, and presumably you couldn't yeah. make a bar mitzvah if you weren't. You can't have half of one. You can't have, you can't have a, a half mitzvah. Um, you can't so. be half circumcised. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, John, the fact that you got that just right off the bat then, I mean, kudos. That, I, I'd, have, I'd have had no no clue there. Um, any other bits of trivia questions you wanted to fire at us, gents, because some of this stuff is gold? I have got to say, Will, actually... Um, You've reminded me on your next show, you have to give something called a shout out to a Steve Gomez. <laughs> I, will, I will be sure to do that. Let me make a note. <laughs> and I'm sure you, I'm sure you know which re, which reference episode I'm going with. On that I do. One. I mean, is that We Two Kings? <laughs> yeah. There we go. I do remember that from uh, from what you recently. Although Niles, any... Niles at the start of that sentence says the gentleman's been working in my father's building. His mm. father being Martin. Martin living with Fraser. I presume he means the work building where Martin works in that episode. Yeah, and also, so he says my father to Frasier. Yeah. So that's strange. Like, not, not our father or yeah. not, you know, dad. Um, yeah, my father's building. Okay. Well done, Niles. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Um, that, is, that is weird. Um, any, any, any trivia bits, questions from you, John, that you wanted to get in before we uh, wish each other a Merry Christmas and depart? Well, I was going to ask you if you had a good recipe for savory lamb tenders. <laughs> savory lamb tenders? <laughs> Smell them and weave. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, the way he's wafting them just kills it. What episode is that? That's the fight before Christmas. Fight before Christmas. Can you remember what season that's in? Because I completely forgot that was even a seven. Christmas. Seven. I always thought that was Perspectives. Is that six? No, that's Moskowitz. Perspectives is five. Perspectives is five. Um, I completely forgot some of these when I saw them on the Frasier fan club poll. Um, I just, yeah, like obviously I've seen them all many times, but I've forgotten some of these existed. Um, but I guess I can wrap up there, gents. Thank you so much, as always, for stepping in at the 11th hour to kind of give us a little Christmas, Christmas treat, Christmas bonus. John, did you have something to say? Well, I was going to ask if you will be reading A Child's Christmas in Wales to bring the evening to a close. <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> uh, Steve will be regaling us with a parable once we go off air, listeners. Don't uh, don't worry about that. Lo- Olaf and the lonely goat herd. Um, but yeah, it's been so lovely to have you both on and to hear your, your Christmas traditions and Christmas faves. Um, Thank you. Yeah. All I want to say, Will, is one, thanks for having us again. It's been an absolute pleasure, but also um, pleasure. I want to end with, I hate Christmas, I hate singing, and I'm going to bed. <laughs> right, that's, I'm ending it right there. But everyone, have a lovely Christmas. I'm sure Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Mele Klikimaka, Will. There it is. Thank you, John. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh, my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs 